Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Welcome back, football fans. It's the return of the South Coast End Zone Podcast. Back by popular demand. Yes, we <laughs> did not have a podcast before week one of the 2019 season, and we heard about it. <laughs> yes. We listened, we heard you, and we're back, Laura, along with uh, sports editor Lori Lowe's. I'm digital sports editor Brennan Curie, and we're here to talk about all of the week two high school football action around the South Coast, and uh, we'll recap a little bit of week one, too. Yep. Um, I was out at a couple games. Uh, Lori, you'll get out to a game this week. Yeah, I was stuck in the office. Yes. Well, we, uh, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit here. We're down to just the two of us here on the Standard Time Sports staff. So a uh, few less games we're getting to these days, but uh, we're going to do our best. We're going to try to get out there, see as many players, as many of these awesome athletes as we can, and uh, just try to stay, keep the finger on the pulse, stay on top of things. Yeah, in high stay school connected. Football. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. So, uh, so we got, was it five games uh, yes. coming up this week? Three on Friday, two on Saturday? Yep, yep. So uh-huh. it's kind of a light, light schedule. We have a, a couple matchups where it's two local teams against each other, like uh, Old Rochester and Dartmouth play each other, Vogue Tech and, and Fairhaven play each other. So mm-hmm. that's why there's not as many games. And a yeah, pop- so we have what, seven teams playing in five games. Yeah, and we have two two uh, teams on a bye, which would be a Poniquit and uh, and New Bedford. Bedford yeah. yeah. So um, and they both came off wins last wow. week. So we'll start off with the game of the week here. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a big one. Uh, Old Rochester, which went to the Division Six uh, Super Bowl last year, is uh, coming to Dartmouth uh, to see that new beautiful turf field, which I can't wait to get a close look at it um i've driven by it on slocum road i don't know how many hundreds yeah, I've driven of times by it. i've seen the drone shots that uh, they've been putting on social media yeah, but uh, i can't wait i ha- to, haven't stepped on it myself yeah either. i can't wait to you know to step on it to t- i might even take off my shoes and just like get a good feeling for it you know um because uh you know i mean turf is where everybody's going you know mm-hmm. um old rochester wants it you know came very close it came very very close um Two i know out that- of three I know they're disappointed that they didn't get it, um, and I know they're going to keep fighting to to hopefully figure out a way to get a turf field. And you know, Dartmouth, uh, it's kind of catching up with the times. You know, that's what Rick White said the other day when I stopped by practice. He's like, you know, everywhere's everybody's going to turf. You know, so so we're just finally catching up to everything. I know a few years ago when Dartmouth played in the back-to-back state championships and won them, and they still had that the regular field at uh dartmouth stadium he joked with me once saying like how many state championships you know super bowls do we have to win to get a turf field i guess the answer is two because yeah. uh, you know now they have the turf field so um yeah so that's a four o'clock beautiful. game yeah yeah it, uh, with the triple e uh risk and it, and it should fit well with a, a lot of their roster this season because they have yeah. a lot of skilled kids back they have a lot of speed yeah um yeah. you know it's not necessarily maybe the ground and pound dartmouth team from a few no, years ago no 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 um so you know they should be able to get out into some space and take advantage of the fact that playing on turf usually leads to a faster game yeah which i found it uh interesting that they hadn't practiced on it yet like it's i, a little, I thought, little odd. yeah uh you know they said they had you know a couple of the kids had been on the field but as a team they hadn't gone out and 
practiced. And, you know, and Rick said, well, you know, we played on turf before. It's no big deal. Um, but, you know, it's your it's your turf. <laughs> you yeah, know you what got I mean? some new yeah. kids who probably haven't played yeah, that much. And so. you want to feel out how does this, how bouncy is it? You know, like, what yeah. it, how's the footing? You know, like, especially, you know, they put in those rubber pellets and like, especially in those first couple days, I think, you know, they're, they're probably a little more lively yeah, than usual. No. So, so. It, so it'll be a new experience for them. Uh, I know they, they actually, when they were out Falmouth last week, it was Falmouth's debut of their turf field, you know, and they ended up uh, losing in that game. It, it wasn't great. The, the uh, new turf tour of 2019. <laughs> I guess so. Dartmouth's, uh, you know, at all the new turf fields, um, but they lost 35 to 14 in that game. Uh, you know, I know they, they've struggled the last few years out of the gates, uh, you know, allowing a lot of points. Uh, they did end up scoring uh, 14 um, against Falmouth, but, uh, you know, it's just... A couple of Dylan Pacheco touchdowns there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're, they're looking forward to, the game, you know, playing on the turf, but they're even more so looking forward to, to playing Old Rochester. You know, Rick White said, uh, you know, I kind of jumped at the opportunity when it presented itself to play another team that's been to a Super Bowl. You mm. know, Old Rochester just went this this past year. Although 22 of those kids are gone from that team, a lot of big names. Um, and uh, the head coach, Justin Kogler, is uh, at West Bridgewater now. So yeah, A lot of new looks from the Bulldogs. But yeah. still more, despite losing 22 kids and a coach, it'll be more familiar than you would expect yes. hearing those numbers. Yeah, well, you did the, the kind of the, the, the season preview. Yeah, I looked at them a the little bit. They haven't played yet, so they had a bye. So we haven't yeah. seen them in action. But they have a lot of the linemen back, you know, which is half the battle there. If you yeah. can kind of start yeah, with season line linemen. Back. You know, guys like John Basari, uh, Aiden Tremblay, stuff like that. Um, but then uh, they also have some guys. Remember Jackson Cody? He filled in yep. when uh, Will Garcia was out last season. So he ran for 750 yards and seven touchdowns as, like, the number three back. I know. That's last amazing. Year. Those are great numbers. Uh, and then you got Cam Brzezinski, a guy who, like, kind of everyone knew could be utilized probably a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But with the depth chart they had last season, they yeah, didn't they need, him. need him. He was kind of yeah. – he was injured. So I think, that, you know, they won't. They prefer to just kind of use him on the defensive side. So I wouldn't be surprised if him and Dylan DeWolf are bigger parts of the offense this yeah. year, uh, whether a fullback, tight end, uh, tailback, you know, kind of – I think Bryce will move him around a little bit. And then they got a new quarterback. So that will be a big question. Uh, Ryan Thomas. Uh, he looked pretty good throwing the ball when I was at practice. Uh, you know, he, you know, it's a little different when you're going against your own defense and you yeah, kind of know the tendencies bit. there. But, uh, you know, he threw a pretty accurate ball. Uh, I didn't really get to see him kind of like unleash and, you know, kind of yeah. see about the arm strength. Um, but, you know, the ball seemed to be placed in the right spot. And, uh, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a new batch of receivers, too. Uh, no Tyler No this year. So Yeah, he was you know. huge last year. Yeah, I mean, that was really kind of thing that put him over the top. Yeah. Was They've always had that really strong running game. And then last year, they kind of added a very competent passing game to it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of go back to the full-fledged, you know, what we saw from, like, Harry Smith a couple years ago when Harry Smith was running for 2,000 yards and Will was running for 14, 1,500, yeah, no, whatever he had. Ridiculous um, year. Or if we'll see more like last year, you know, where there was – was it nine or ten passing touchdowns involved? Yeah. yeah. If I if I seem like my knowledge of last fall is a little bit lacking, <laughs> I don't remember things like I normally do. That's because I was very pregnant uh, to, the, to the start of last fall, so I didn't get to cover any football games. Um, and then I had a baby. And then suddenly not pregnant. Yes, then suddenly not pregnant. Um, my uh, my littlest is uh, Michaela. She was born on October 10th, so she's going to be a year old next month. And um, I was on maternity leave, so uh, I actually came back while I was on maternity leave to go to the Super Bowl. So I only you got did. to see... It was like the one day out of retirement, <laughs> yes. you know, like with like uh, Paul Pierce signs the one day yeah, contract with the so Celtics to retire. I couldn't, I couldn't not come, you know, come to the game, uh, you know, a Super Bowl game. So I only covered one game, football game, all of last fall. So if I sometimes... It was a thrilling I, one, though. Yeah, if, I, if I'm, uh, uh, you know... F- Forgetting a name or not remembering the complete stats from last year, you know, I was sleep deprived. Plus, I wasn't really, 
you know, it didn't have my finger on the pulse as good as I should have. So that's right. I got enough Although, words I think, for both of us. Did we finish tied for picks? Even though I was like, we t- we finished exactly tied. <laughs> 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 Which is yeah, probably pretty depressing on my end, considering that I was at these games and yes. watching these games. And well, that's uh, okay. Or maybe it's just a reflection of how good our coverage was. Maybe you were able yeah. to follow our coverage I, and I know as much as, as, much as, as I could. Games. Yeah, I did. I did try and read as much as I could. So. Um, but yeah, that game will be uh, a good one. I mean, you yeah, know. I mean, Dartmouth has, like we said, a lot of their skill kids back. Uh, Nolan Ellis is back. He's now like two and a half. You know, this will be yeah, he had starting. kind of a year and a half already under center. He took over for his brother when he got hurt a couple years ago yeah. and had all last season. Uh, Dylan Pacheco was the primary back last year. He's back. Uh, Eric Vieira is going to be you know a weapon as a wide receiver. I think they're going to use Max Farah. He's a he's one yeah. of the biggest bodies they have. Um, I'm sure some people remember him from basketball season um, as a pass-catching tight end. Uh, you know, so was, I expect it to be a little more of an electric Dartmouth offense than we've seen, you know, probably since Chris Martin was there. Yeah, that, that'll be exciting because it'll be two great offenses and, mm-hmm. you know, the turf. Who knows? It might be a shootout, you know? It could be. I, I've, I covered one of those earlier this uh, season already with the Pontiquet and Middleborough. And yeah. it was five touchdowns in the first 15 minutes of the game. Wow. I, yeah. I got to bring some extra pens. And <laughs> yeah, be that. ready to write. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that game is uh, Friday at 4 p.m. Uh, Old Rochester at uh, Dartmouth Stadium, Memorial Stadium. So uh, next game is uh, a little bit down the road, you know, over to, I guess, Fall River, right? Yep, a little yes. further west. Keep little. going on 195 there. <laughs> uh, and it's a 430 start. Uh, Wareham is at Atlantis Charter. Um, it's actually uh, Wareham's season opener. Uh, they mm-hmm. had a buy in week one. Now, a few teams had buys. Um, you know, like we were just saying. Yeah, it seemed like less teams with the full schedule this year. More yeah. teams kind of opted to take a bye. Yeah, so um, and Atlantis Charter is actually coming off a, a week one loss to Coyle Cassidy um, in, in which they, they lost 28-0. to zero. So they were shut out in their uh, their first action this year. Um, I mean, the big thing, Wareham, last year they only had two wins. One of them came against Atlantis Charter, um, and it was pretty significant. I think they beat them by like th- uh, 21 points, three touchdowns. Yeah, it was a 28 to 7 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, in Atlantis Charter, you know, only got one win last year. They're kind of, you know, they have more numbers, I think. I read up that they had more numbers this year that, than Wareham, but I just don't know if they have. This is what their third ath- year as a varsity yeah, program, I think. I think. Yeah. They have as many, that's it, you know, athletes. Like, even though Wareham doesn't have necessarily a lot of bodies, you know, a lot of the kids are athletic at Wareham. So, but I know they've just been struggling with numbers. I mean, it's yeah, just a numbers poor, game. Yeah, poor Frank Cass in that program yeah. there. They just, you know. I went out to a practice, and I think I hit them on their worst day when I stopped by their practice. It just happened to be. Um, but, you know, they've had low to mid-20s for yeah. numbers. Um, they don't have a whole lot of experience. They're, they don't have a lot of depth on the line, which is really important when you have low numbers. Um, you at least need some kids who can block and kind of protect the rest of the team. Yes, yeah, so no, no uh, injuries. That's but the- they do have Rakeem Jackson back, yep. uh, you know, running back who uh, you know, showed a lot of athleticism. Uh, last year, uh, new quarterback yep, this year uh, it was uh, Andre S- uh, Silvia. Yeah, um, sophomore is that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't have his grade right in front of me, but I think he, he's pretty. Yeah, young. they had kind of that transfer quarterback last yeah. year, uh, Isaac Panero, and then uh, Eric Zion played some quarterback, but uh, yeah. he's just been so beat up. I think he's taking the season off to kind of rest and recuperate, and uh, you know probably get ready for baseball season. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I know they were hoping that like if every kid who could have come back from last year's team did, they were kind of like, oh, we might. Take a couple steps forward. That didn't quite happen. No. Um, so, you know, I think right now they're kind of in the, like, you know, let's see what we got here. Um, they had a decent number of freshmen come out. Uh, and so, you know, maybe hopefully going to start building 
some momentum here and start building the program back up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the big thing is, is kind of getting that experience, you know, staying away from injuries and just, you know, kind of survive, you know, at this point kind of surviving, you know, although I think this, this game, I mean, really, I think we both picked them to win. Uh, Atlanta. We did. I mean, I mean is, you know, this is, this, this is a game. This is a game they, they circled. I'm sure. On yeah. Their schedule. Yeah. This is, I mean, and you know, the momentum <laughs> of winning your, your season opener. I mean, at least that would give the kids, you know, a good feeling and a road about, victory. Yeah. You know, um, so that game, like we said, uh, is Friday at four 30. It's Wareham at Atlantis charter. So, um, uh, we have one more game on Friday, I guess, <laughs> Afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it. Um, it is uh, Old Colony is at twilight hour. Yeah, five o'clock. Uh, Holbrook Avon um, at five p.m. It's actually the season opener for both teams. Uh, they both were idle last week, and uh, the Cougars uh, they have some size and experience coming into the the 2019 season. Uh, they had a lot of guys back on both sides of the ball, um, and uh, they're facing a Holbrook Avon team that won just one game last year. And uh, they have, you know, I think the big return is the Old Colony, which was what six and five. Yeah, I think they, yeah, uh, I think they were because we only had a few teams that had winning records, and they were one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think we only had three. Yeah, it was Old Rochester, New Bedford, and them in the yeah. end out of the nine. And everybody else covered. had like four and seven. Everyone else team was yeah. four and seven except Wareham. <laughs> yeah, that was how they got to four and seven was very different. You know, some some were staying. Yeah, they started, started off four and zero, oh, and yeah. you know, some were the opposite where they you know, went on a winning streak at the end of the season. Yeah. And uh, the big thing is the return of, uh, you know, uh, the guys that kind of shared time at quarterback, uh, Kyle Schultz and, uh, and Matt Bumpus. The two combined for uh, 10 touchdowns last year, and they're both back. So I'd say they're probably going to be the focal point of the yeah, offense. Schultz is kind of more the throwing quarterback. Yep, Bumpus is more the running, running quarterback. Yeah, they kind um, of. I think Phil Proctor, isn't he back too, I yep, believe? He is back. back. Yep. He, yeah, he is back. So, um, you know, those are kind of the, the, the three names to kind of watch out for for uh, Old Colony. And uh, that game, like we said, is 5 o'clock Friday at uh, Holbrook Avon. All right. Actually, there'll be a, a couple of games at Holbrook uh, this weekend, right? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, not the next game we're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. Brennan's jumping ahead. He's Sorry. jumping ahead. I just hear Holbrook. I'm like, oh, we got all kinds of games at Holbrook. <laughs> well, uh, the, the the earliest game on on Saturday. We have two games on Saturday. Uh, the earliest one is Fairhaven at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. That's going to be at noon um, on Saturday. Uh, and. Uh, Fairhaven, it's their the season opener. Um, they had a bye week one, um, and then Vogue Tech, you know, came out of the gates. Uh, Prove so, me wrong. That's I know sure. Brendan's like, I, I don't think they're going to beat Southeastern, and I'm like, eh, I did a little research, and I said I think I have some confidence in them. I didn't know if 35 nothing. For, for the record, now I actually had them winning originally. I but I, I had it as a for, as Brendan a toss cheated. Up, he but saw, I saw my your picks. picks, and I was like, I can't tie Lori again. I got I got to take advantage of these early season opportunities to get ahead. That's called cheating. I swapped my pick. Cheaters never but win. But I did think it was going to be a close game either way, and I was obviously wrong on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, also, there's the past years where I've kind of gone down, checked out Vogue Tech before the season, been like, oh, man, they got some big kids. They got some speed kids. They would always have almost all the ingredients you would yeah, want. Just a matter of they could never kind of put that final dish together yeah. the right way. And so I was like, uh, you know, a little hesitant to kind of drink the Kool-Aid again this year. But now I'm guzzling it. I'm ready to go. Justin Cruz, year two. Uh, Vogue Tech's where it's at. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ethan Almeida, huge, huge game. Uh, 
he had a hand in all five touchdowns. He ended up throwing three touchdown passes, two to Cam Lynch, one to Colby Street, and then he also had a, a pair of rushing touchdowns. I mean, this kid was unstoppable. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just he got it done. He, I, as I wrote in the story, was he, you know, had a chip on his shoulder. You know, last year he missed part of the season because of a shoulder injury. He came out and he yeah, was like, suffered a big, big hit in the game. Yeah, and put him out for the rest of the year. And and he came out and he just wanted to to prove, hey, this is my team. He had to have a quarterback battle coming into the to the season. He ended up winning it, and he's, you know, this is. This is his year. Um, this is and his And the guy team. he beat out for the quarterback battle caught two of those touchdown passes. So, from him. you know. <laughs> don't be surprised if at some point maybe they reverse that or uh, throw a couple of interesting <laughs> plays in there. Maybe a little uh, New Orleans Saints type of stuff, you know. And it's just as impressive as the offense was. The defense for uh, for Vogue Tech uh, forced tur- two turnovers in the game and allowed just two first downs the entire game. I mean, like, that's huge, you know. And, you know, in years past, sometimes you've, you've said, oh, Vogue Tech, you know, like they give up a lot of points. And, you know, especially where they had some of those years where they were struggling a few years ago. And, uh, you know, I mean, here you can't ask for anything better, yep. you know. And they're facing a Fairhaven team that uh, – And this will be a bigger test, yeah, too, an yeah. SEC team versus uh, – it's how these are Mayflower, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, and kind of going up a level in league. Yeah. So they fair, face a Fairhaven team, which I don't really – I mean, the numbers are up. I know Brennan stopped by uh, camp, you know, during the preseason. The numbers are up, but, like, they don't have a ton of experience, but then they have some talent. So yeah, it's like it's how young, does it It's all? young numbers. Yeah. You know, I think this still might be kind of a rebuilding year. I think we're talking um, about, what, two to three years? Like, so yeah, two years probably. Yeah. The big sophomore class and the big freshman class. Um, and a bunch of sophomores that didn't play as freshmen, yeah. so they're kind of even a little bit further behind the eight ball than you'd be normally as a sophomore if you had at least a whole season of uh, you know playing under your belt. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they they got a couple of you know big names back. Uh, Owen Sabula is going to be a big yep. one. You know, he was kind of part of that uh, three-headed uh, you know monster. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, double what, 13, wing. Uh, I think it was thirteen last touchdowns last year and like uh, over a thousand all-purpose yards. I think it was something like that. He had yeah. a you know. Pretty big contributions and yeah, and he's a tough kid, hard yeah. runner, you know, but with some athleticism and some speed. So, uh, and then uh, you know, the, they had a quarterback, uh, you know, Cam Gordon, mm-hmm. who got a little bit of time last year when uh, Brady Bennett was out with his uh, broken collarbone, I believe. Yeah, um, and I and I put limited action. Uh, he saw last year, and Brennan corrected me that it was more than limited. Yeah, because, it was four games, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no, one game we had about 150 passing yards last yeah, year. Yeah, no, that's great, great experience um, as a true freshman. Yeah, too. So you know, there's a lot I mean, of promise that pays there. Off. That pays off. I didn't actually get to see him personally, but um, I'll be interested to see, you know, what he looks like there. Um, and then I do think they're going to be uh, looking a little different, kind of scheme wise, offensively. Uh, Rudy said a little less of the double wing. Um, okay. He didn't want to give away too much of what they'll actually be shifting into. Okay. You know, I wanted to keep that uh, under wraps uh, for week one here. Um, but I'm sure Justin Cruz has been trying to sniff that out. Oh, I'm sure he has. So, um, But that game is Saturday. Um, it is Fairhaven at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech at noon. Uh, and the the last game of the week, uh, the and weekend. And it's the opener. We did mention it was the opener for Fairhaven. For, yeah, Fairhaven's yeah. opener. Yep, they had the bye, and, uh, you know, Vogue Tech had the win in week one. Um, the last game of the week uh, is Bishop Stang uh, against Cardinal Spellman at Holbrook, which Brennan was uh, alluding to earlier. Uh, they're fixing the, you know, replacing the field at Cardinal Spellman, so they're not, I don't think they're having any home games this year. The whole season's out. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think I read that somewhere, or at least they're not having any, um, you know, the first month or so. Um, so this, you know, Bishop Stang kind of came out and, you know, shocked the world, shocked Brendan. Me too. That was the other uh, one I got wrong this week. You know, um, I, I had confidence. I don't know why. I mean, I just, I just kind of figured, you know, 
why not? Why not pick them? You know, it's week one, Roxbury prep. I wasn't too sure exactly, you know, what kind of team they were going to be. I know, you know, staying graduated, Justin Lopes, they gra- graduated all these big names. And, and it's Camacho like, yeah, come on, you know, you know, yeah. a ton of guys. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like Dennis Golden's been there a few years now and just kind of, you know, having the kids in the system and kind of buying into what he's, you know, what he's trying to, you know, preach there and just kind of, you know, I don't know. I just had a little bit of confidence in them. And, you know, they put 36 points on the board. Uh, I think uh, 187 yards rushing. And I think you had like 44 passing. Um, quarterback yep. had a big game. Um, Andrew, was it? DiGiamo. DiGiamo. Yeah, he had a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. Um, you know, he really shared the wealth too. Five different kids scored a touchdown. I was about to say there was nobody, nobody had a hundred yards or anything like that. You know, what? it was pretty pretty shared. You know, I, I actually thought uh, Frank uh, Hernandez Manning was the best looking running back. Yep. Although uh, Figueroa looked really good too. Um, and then Ferreira ended up scoring one of the nicer touchdowns. So yeah, they got a whole bunch of options. Yeah. In that backfield, they brought in their backup quarterback later, and he had some nice uh, QB keepers. So yeah, you know they got a few different options. It's definitely not going to be like kind of the one man centric. No, no, they'll have two, a lot of different options, and it's just a matter of whether those guys can kind of you know if one guy's having a bigger game, let's go to him. Kind of figuring out who who to kind of go to, or hey, let's just have four or five different guys scoring touchdowns. You know, and and hopefully you know they all can perform and. You know, stay injury injury free. You know, if you're not going to have that one horse to kind of ride, you know that that is the the one downside. You know, one downside of that. So I'm interested um, to see how their lines do because they brought yeah. back a lot of kids on the lines, which is important. Which you know, is important. Yeah. They're not that big on the lines. And when I got up to the Roxbury game, uh, which was at New Bedford High uh, at the turf field there, uh, McCoy Field, uh, Roxbury was huge. Yeah, I mean they looked almost like a college line, and I was like, oh no, this does, this is <laughs> no. spelling bad news. But, like, Stang was just so much more disciplined and knew where it was going and what its assignments were on every play so much better than Roxbury. They were just kind of, you know, this... They, they look good when you first see them, but then yeah. you can, you know, kind of a paper lion type of team yeah, there. And, uh, you know, we're quickly exposed, you know, as not really being kind of understanding the game yes. as well as they should have. Uh, I also, for when I picked the score, uh, I don't know if you know Roxbury Latin. I literally thought in my head, like, oh, Roxbury Latin must have changed his name to Roxbury Prep. Oh, okay. uh, so I was like, oh, this is like a you know, private have, school team. He doesn't team. have any excuses for why he's he's trailing already two games. So Well, lack of research <laughs> is really the excuse. I had the day off, and I think I had two sick kids, and I, I still was able to pick a perfect uh, slate. But, uh, yes. but anyway. I was like, Roxbury Latin, my grandfather's a graduate. Oh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> they, they got to be really good at football. And I was definitely, this was a charter school yes. instead. So uh, it was a little bit different story there but you know stang looked pretty good um and then uh, they had their preseason quarterback battle and just like Vogue tech the guy yeah. who ended up losing the battle there uh they had a sophomore uh who ended up catching a touchdown pass for him and then uh, the backup ended up playing uh kind of about half of the third quarter nice. and their one possession in the fourth quarter and yeah, like well, I, said, I asked you i said uh, oh, did, Aguiar, they, did, yeah. did they did they split time and you know you said that no it was kind of they got a 30 out, nothing yeah, yeah, and they then they brought big, in so. the, the second string hey uh, get them experience right exactly yeah uh, so, you know, so that, you know, be interesting that because that was a 27 20 Stang win last year. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw much about if Spellman graduated a lot or brings back a lot. Um, they have a couple guys back. Um, they're running back, uh, one of, a senior back, uh, Jovan Marrero. Um, he had 1,400 rushing yards from last year and 18 touchdowns. <coughs> he's back. Uh, their fullback, uh, Mike Finneran, he's back. Um, and then they have another running back back. So they got three guys in the backfield that are all back. So it's going to be. 
a little bit of a you know. This will really kind of show us probably where Stang is yeah, actually compared kind of a to good last measuring year. stick. Because I don't know if week one was really a great test for yeah. them. Yeah, and know. and um and Spelman, I mean, they weren't great last year, but they weren't bad. They were five hundred. You know, mm. I think they finished five and five. So you know, um, but they do have Which is more wins than Stang finished. Yeah, they, you know, they do have more weapons. You know, like mm. they do have guys that were you know like the, you know, stud last year mm. back, kind of their their workhorses back. So. um one other thing I want to throw about Stang, uh, keep an eye on Joe Paulo. He might be my okay. one of my early season Defensive Player of the Year nominees. Okay, nice. He looked really good, really vocal kid, you know, kind of one of like, you know, that, you know, kind of Teddy Bruschi, you know, he's going to kind of galvanize everyone together and bring everyone together and, you know, isn't afraid to kind of be the vocal leader out there on the field. So, yeah. All right. I'll, out there. I'll, mental note Joe here. Paulo. All right. So that game is uh, Bishop Stang versus Cardinal Spellman at Holbrook um, at 1 p.m. on Saturday. So. And then we have the two teams on buys. We'll recap a little bit of what they did yeah. in week one. Both got off to very impressive starts. New Bedford, uh, they won, was it 24 to 13? Uh, it was a 28? Th- it was definitely 24 they had. I forget okay. exactly okay. Uh, how many points Taunton had. Over Taunton. Because they had four touchdowns, and they went over on the uh, two points or extra points. Okay. On the point afters. Um, but the big story there was Nigel Palmer's back. Yep. You know, obviously he put up uh, incredible freshman season, 13 oh, touchdowns. Know. Amazing. Um, on a terrible team that went 1-10. Yeah, I think And they, uh, he was kind of like the one bright spot on it. Uh, and then his sophomore year, uh, he missed the beginning of the year. He kind of came back midseason. I was actually the, his first game back. I want to say he finished with like 190 all-purpose yards and like five touchdowns. Uh, Sounds about but right. then, uh, you know, has, he has, you know, some personal issues in his uh, personal life. And yep. so that kind of took him away from the field at the end of his sophomore year. And then uh, he didn't play as a junior. Uh, I saw him at, out of practice. He looked like he was in a great mood. He was excited. Yeah. You know, he was talkative. Year, right? And he was just happy to have those pads back on, be playing football. Uh, Mark DeBrito uh, couldn't be prouder of him. Says, yeah. you know, he's overcome a lot in his life. And he's happy to have him back out there. And he ran for a hundred and. 80 yards and three touchdowns yeah, huge in his game. debut. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, and that was, was interesting because, you know, they had Latrell Cantor, who was kind of the, yeah, last the, the year. one year kind of bring in the ringer from Durfee and, <laughs> you know, run, run I'm sure with that, him. that wasn't how it really <laughs> happened, but. And then uh, this year there was kind of like all this talk that they had a couple of transfers. Yeah. Uh, one's uh, O'Shawn, uh, blanking on his last name right now, um, but he was a transfer from Diamond. Okay. Uh, and uh, then they had uh, another guy. Oh, I should have brought some more notes in here. Uh, uh, anyway, a sophomore who, uh, who had transferred as well, uh, who they, they were really excited about in the preseason. Uh, so that was kind of where I was most curious, was kind of, you know, where, how is this running game going to look? And now that they have Nigel back, you're like, oh, that, that running game is going to be solid. Yeah. Uh, past game, you know, I wasn't at the game. I, I talked to Mark a little bit about it. You know, he said that um, Ethan Medeiros, the new quarterback, you know, obviously he's you, know, you put him next to True, the previous yes, quarterback. Yeah, you know, and it's like night and day. But uh, you know, he has a good pocket presence. Uh, I watch him in practice. He throws a beautiful ball, mm-hmm. better thrown ball than I expected. Because the times before I'd seen him come in, he often kind of came in and played that option quarterback yeah. role. You know, kind of almost like a wildcat quarterback, uh, direct snaps at times. Uh, so to actually see him throw the ball, he was accurate. You know, he has he has kind of like bigger hands, like longer arms than you'd expect for his mm-hmm. size. So he, it, it kind of helps him a little bit, you know, especially when he's rolling out from the pocket. And uh, he just seemed to be putting every ball on a dime and, you know, with some zip behind it and some good pace. 
Um, he did. I don't think he threw a lot in the first game. I think they were when I heard they were double and triple teaming Shahid Barrows. Oh, really? Because um, Shahid Barrows, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see how much he gets covered double and triple team the rest of the season. But if any team's just gonna you know kind of throw one guy at him and you know maybe he'll a safety go, over the top, yeah, he's go gonna wild. go nuts. I saw him yeah. in a scrimmage. Uh, against Dartmouth before the season. The and, yeah, right. it was kind of like looking, it was like a man among, it's a cliched yeah. quote, but it was a man among boys. He, yeah. he was bigger, stronger, faster than, than everyone else on the field and uh, caught a couple of touchdown passes. And, you know, so if they can get him going, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's, you know, maybe they try to run some jet sweeps, maybe they try to run some bubble screens or something like that, just to try to get him the ball and let him show off his athleticism. Yeah. So it's exciting things. I mean, I think everyone thought like, oh, New Bedford was kind of in the same boat as Old Rochester. Yeah. Graduated all these graduated kids, had a bunch names. of kids off to college programs, yeah. you know, had a pretty good season last year, won six games, made the tournament. Uh, but they bring, they're another team that's bringing back a lot of linemen. Yep. Um, they, that's key. They have to replace a lot of their defense. So that'll be probably what's interesting moving see, forward. Because yeah, that defense, defense was so strong last year. And it was the offense that struggled. And it could almost be flip-flop this year. Yeah, yeah. And and I think one of the things that you talked about in your preview was that, uh, you know, usually they have the skilled guys back, you know, mm-hmm. a ton of them. And now it's more like the linemen is where the experience is while, you know, some of the skilled guys are kind of catching up. So that's not necessarily a horrible thing because, you know, line the line is where it's kind of, you know, the trenches is where yeah, it's won, you know. They say you like to build your team inside out. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, they're off. They're off this week as well as the Poniquit, which Brendan saw. Uh, they they impressed me a lot on the offensive end especially. Yep. Um, they got some work to do to clean up in the secondary. Yeah. Uh, they gave up 395 passing yards. Yeah, I know you But said the that. offense was scoring at will yep. whichever way it wanted to. It was like, oh, we can score this way or we can score that way or just whatever we want to do. It's going to pretty much work. Um, they have pretty much their entire team back from last year. They only had four seniors on the roster last year. So they've and, really been building and, to this. And, you yeah. know, Dixon and um, um, Disrocher, not Dis- um, uh, was it? Brent Co- Dixon. A, yep, and Kobe. Oh, I was right. Okay. Uh, we're kind of the two really main big kids yeah, that they names. lost. So you're really looking at it. It's like kind of nine out of 11 on both sides of the ball yeah. that are really key are back, including a lot of kids that are still just juniors. It's yeah. so like Chase Gorman, the quarterback's a junior. Kevin Hughes, who ran for uh, 219 yards and three touchdowns mm-hmm. and had a two-point conversion. He's a junior. Uh, their top receiver is a tight end, Mike Hendrickson. He's a junior. Um, and then they introduced a, a new varsity player, uh, Colin Harrison. Uh, they call oh, him yeah, Harry. Yeah, Harry. Uh, so very first play of the game, they hand off to him. I, I'd gone there. I did a, you know, I talked to Zane and everything. He, ha- he hadn't mentioned him. you know. And so they hand him off to this, this kid <laughs> He runs for 40 yards, and I'm scrambling, pulling out my roster. Like, who, who is, is this? this guy? Yeah, Who is this guy? I, my first thought was he was like a transfer or something, yeah. you know? Or, you know, we kind of noticed that with, with Tyler No last year. Yeah. All of a sudden, they had this receiver, and I was like, where'd he come from? And uh, so after the game, so he ran for 105 yards and a touchdown, his first four or five carries in the first, fifth, you know, 13, 14 minutes of the game. And uh, he did only have kind of a, a couple of uh, plays that they would run for him. And so Middleborough eventually kind of snuffed out those couple of plays, but I'm sure he'll have, you know, a little more of the yeah. playbook to work with coming up. You know, so he had a little bit of a quieter second half, but I go up after the game and I'm like, oh, where, where are you from? And he's like, from, from here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, have you played football before? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> played, played freshman. And I played two years at JV and you know, now I'm on varsity. And I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of a little rare to see that, you know, this kid kind of like come out of nowhere as a senior. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, but he, great he said he got really serious about it. He didn't do much work in the offseason from his sophomore to his junior year. And, you know, he kind of sat the pine on varsity as, as a junior and, and played JV. And, 
you know, that kind of put a little fire in his belly, and he spent the offseason working hard and getting in shape and eating right, and um, Coach Zane Fife couldn't be prouder of him, and uh, yeah, he'll be a difference great. maker. He'll be, a, you know, a real change of pace back because he's got a lot of speed, uh, you know, kind of got that straight line speed. You know, he gets a half a step on you, and <laughs> suddenly it's two steps. Yeah. Um, and which, you know, Kevin Hughes isn't slow, but he doesn't have that level of top speed. Mm-hmm. Hughes, what really impressed me is he's just like slippery. He's just got those loose hips. Yeah, he, can he just sheds tackles and just like nobody seems to kind of like square him up and make make good, you know, solid shoulder to hip contact on him. Yeah, so. they'll, they'll be able to complement each other really well. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that offense is going to be really dangerous. And they didn't even break out the passing game that much because they didn't need to. No. Um, but when they, you know, they did the Gorman to Hendrickson, I mean, it's like playing, you know, toss and catch there with yeah, those two. Awesome. So the real question, though, the secondary, they, uh, they definitely had some eyes in the backfield. Middleborough quarterback uh, Timmy Crowley was legitimately good. Um, kind of that Ethan Madero, smaller guy, but threw a really good ball. He he plays one ball down the right side. That's one of the better high school throws I've ever seen. Wow. Just kind of dropped it in over the shoulder, <laughs> kid, full stride, run down the sideline. Uh, but there were still some wide open receivers. It just yeah. can't happen, whether it was a blown assignment, a couple of times maybe it was a trip or something like that. But just the secondary definitely has to clean some things up because uh, they were pretty solid against the run. Uh, so they just got to kind of even that out. But we saw old Rochester last year was not that strong against the pass. Like they had kind of that yeah, was their weakness bit. Yeah, on their team it. was their pass defense, and they still got to the Super Bowl. Um, so because there's only so many teams in Massachusetts that are really going to effectively be able to throw the ball. Yeah. With a bunch of different receiver weapons like Middleborough had. Yeah, so those are my spiels there. On, yeah, uh, a, Brendan had a lot more talking than I did because I was stuck in the office. Well, you'll but, be uh, out. Uh, you'll be at yeah. the uh, Old Rochester Dartmouth game yeah. uh, on Friday, Get and to then see uh, two of the local teams. Yeah, so yeah. That, that should be fun, and uh, check out the new turf field, which uh, Dartmouth actually unveiled today. Yeah, they had a homeboy soccer game today uh, in the new Southeast Conference, and they actually they had a uh, I think it was a freshman or JV game on the the new turf field. Uh, okay. Dartmouth, Dartmouth so. did earlier in the week, but for varsity, got a little bit of yeah. run so far, but yeah. uh, this will be the first football game tomorrow. Yeah, so. This will be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So Yeah, and well, so hopefully we'll have this podcast for you every week, kind of previewing the games, recapping the week before. Uh, at some point, maybe we'll do our little high school football draft. Yeah, it's always pretty fun every yeah. year. Halfway and, midway uh, point or something? Or yeah, once we've kind of gotten out and seen yeah. some of the teams. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you can keep reading our stuff in uh, the Standard Times on South Coast Today and SouthCoastVarsity.com. Follow us on Twitter at SC underscore Varsity. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. Uh, and you can get this podcast wherever you download your podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, on some of those, uh, search for South Coast Today, and then we're kind of like a sub-podcast among the larger podcast network. Uh, but give us a listen. And as always, we put this, story, this in all of our stories. Until then, uh, enjoy your Friday football. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.